0: morning, church. There we are. Welcome to the Cathedral of the Rockies. My name is Dwayne. I'm one of the pastors here. We are glad you're here today. And if you've been searching for a church home, welcome home. We hope your search for a church home is over. We'd be honored to be your church home, and I'd be honored to serve as your pastor. So welcome. And get a cup of coffee later. If you want to connect with me, you can always email me at pastor. At boisefumc.org, and we can get connected. We can go for a cup of coffee. Um, I'd love to hear your story and see how God's going to use you to make a different world. So, welcome. It's a great time to connect. There is a rhythm to life. I mean, think about it, even as we sit here, as we worship online, inhaling and exhaling, there is a rhythm to life. Day and night, night and day, there is a rhythm to life. We're in the midst of one now as summer turns into fall and as we anticipate fall turning into winter and then winter into spring. There's a rhythm to life, life and death. There's a rhythm to life, school and work. There's a tidal rhythm, a a deep conversation between the sea and our land that takes place all the time. There's a, a body, a rhythm in our body. Our heart naturally rests after each life-giving beat. Our lungs rest between each breath in and out. There is a rhythm to life, waking. Our bodies need for rest. Last night we got that extra hour, thanks be to God. There's a rhythm to our daily activities, There's a rhythm to plowing and planting and growing and harvesting. There's a rhythm to life. And here's the truth. Most of us have lost the rhythm. You ever been out, maybe at a a wedding party or maybe it was a a holiday party and music's playing and you're like, I gotta get out on the dance floor. And even as you got out on the dance floor, you're maybe a song or two in and you ever been in that moment where you're like, I lost the beat. This is true for most of us white people, right? I mean, this is a struggle as we get out there we're doing our best. I've been in the middle of it and then all of a sudden you realize I'm off beat and you got to kind of you kind of have to find the beat again. Like get back in rhythm. Most of us have lost the rhythm of life. Years ago, I was leading a group to on a mission trip to South Africa. We were we're flying from Ohio to South Africa. We had planned on this trip for over a year. We were going to work with our mission partners. And uh, we were ready for that long, like 26-hour uh, flight, multiple planes. We had all our luggage and all the stuff we were going to give to our mission partners. We got to the airport, and as we're standing in line at the at the counter, the counter attendant goes, anybody on the 6 a.m. flight? A couple people behind us raise their hand. We said, Go ahead, we're, you know, we're church people. Go ahead. You can get in front of us. They go ahead, they get all their luggage on the plane, and we get up to the counter and she says, What where are you guys headed? I said, We're on the 6.30 flight to Atlanta. And she looked right up and went, There's no six thirty flight to Atlanta. You're on the six o'clock flight to Atlanta. And I could tell there was a little hurry in her voice, a little urgency. I said, well, there's only, you know, 12 or 14 of us. I don't remember how many there were. You know, and we got all this like, we're all here. She's like, I don't know if you're gonna make it. So she starts processing everybody. Being the good group leader I am, I said, look, we're gonna make it. Just breathe. I said, everybody be calm. I will run to the, to the gate. And I will say to the gate agent, we're here. Just a minute. Everything's good. So I get through security I run down the long corridor up an escalator to the gate where they're just shutting the door. And she says, are you going to Atlanta? I said, I am, along with my 12 friends. She said, well, where are they? I said, they're right here. I lied. I said, they're right here. She said, we got to go. I said, they're right here. Can you give me a minute? She said, a minute. I go back down the escalator. I run down the hall, because I don't see my friends, as they come sauntering down the hall... I say in my best pastoral voice, run! Now! And it makes you want to travel with me, doesn't it? (laughs) We made our flight, but what a great way to begin a season, a time of mission. Carl Jung said this years ago, and we've been living with this quote, hurry is not of the devil, hurry is the devil. We are not at our best when we hurry. But living with the question, what does it mean then for us to be as followers of Jesus to live the way of Jesus? Dallas Willard gave us this quote that we've based this series on. Dallas Willard says to our generation, hurry is a great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Wow. Let me take you to the words of Jesus. We sang many of them already from this text, but let's look at these words from Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, Gospel Matthew, verse 28 through 30. It's up here on the screen. Let's read it out loud together. Would you read these words with me? Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life the unforced rhythms of grace to live freely and light. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, the one who has the weight of the world or even eternity on his shoulders says, if you live like I live, you live freely and lightly. Wow. Is there a practice from the life of Jesus? Is there something that Jesus does? It's, he's integrated into his life that could help us as we rush through our week, could, could help us with our weary souls. Is there a practice we could embrace? There is. It's called Sabbath. And Sabbath comes to us from the Hebrew word, which means stop, cease, end, rest. You might think of it like a, a holy stop sign, stop, rest. It was built into the rhythm of Jesus' life, this practice of Sabbath. And Jesus, he pushes against the religious folks of his day because they had taken this idea of Sabbath and they had tried to codify it. They would made it so hard to practice Sabbath that it seemed no longer a gift. And so he's enjoying the Sabbath with some friends, and the religious leaders do not like how Jesus is practicing Sabbath. And Jesus responds to them in in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 27. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, and not people to meet the requirements of Sabbath. He says, It's a gift to us. So often we take something that God teaches. And we try to codify it in order to make it holy. And we tend to make it harder than it was intended. God gave us the gift of a Sabbath in the Ten Commandments. And we wrote law after law after law of what does it mean to keep the Sabbath. If we fast forward to today, we're no longer, no longer legalistic about the Sabbath. The truth is we've lost the rhythm of Sabbath. A.J. Sabota wrote this. He says, Due to our neglect of Sabbath, we have become perhaps the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. Wow. We've lost the rhythm. Our Bible starts with that wonderful phrase, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then you know the story, six days of creation take place, and then comes this text, Genesis chapter two, verse two through three, on the seventh day, God had finished God's work of creation, so he rested from all his work, and God blessed the seventh day, declared it holy, because it was a day when God rested from all God's work of creation. Isn't it interesting that the creator of the world says, here's the, a seventh of creation is rest. A seventh of creation is stop, cease, rest. We hear that, and in our hurried lives, we tend to reply, I I want to rest, but I'm in the middle of a project. God rested I, I want to rest, but we have two toddlers. God rested. I want to rest, but we're rebuilding the house. We're doing it. Adi- God rested. I want to rest, but it's my last year of full-time work before we start. God rested. God rested. You ever watch a toddler that's fighting sleep? I mean, I love that moment when the kids are so little that their body's like, I don't care what you're thinking, you're going to sleep. And we've all seen it. We probably even have stories or pictures of our kids where, like at the dinner table, done. Or maybe in the midst of playing right there with all their toys out, done. Their body just says, sleep, stop, rest. And we've lost the rhythm of sleep. Lauren Winter, in her book, Mud House Sabbath, writes these words. There's something in Jewish Sabbath that's absent for most Christian Sundays. A true cessation from the rhythms of work and world. A time wholly set apart. Perhaps above all, a sense that the point of Shabbat, of Sabbath, the orientation of Shabbat, is toward God. See, Sabbath's not just a day off for you and I to go get all that stuff done that we've, we didn't get done this week. Sabbath is to be oriented towards God. Wayne Mueller wrote kind of a classic book on Sabbath called Find, Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, Delight in Our Busy Lives, and he says, Sabbath is honored by lighting candles, gathering in worship, prayer, by blessing children, by singing songs, keeping silence, walking, reading, reading scripture, making love, sharing a meal. Now, some of you, finally, the list got your attention, didn't it? And you're thinking, you might even be texting, hey, babe, let's practice Sabbath, right? Like, let's take a walk. What were you all thinking about? You know, there's something holy and stopping in a way that gives us rest. Wow. I would like to add to that list, laughter. Laughter is so good for the soul, for the heart. Whether it's something silly, you know, the Three Stooges, or whether it's a a rom-com, or whether it's just a a joke. I mean, I've told you before, I text my kids at least once a week a dad joke. It's just a dumb, silly, but I just want them to know it's okay to laugh. Even as an adult, to practice Sabbath is to imitate God. God rested. God stopped. So a couple things to notice about Sabbath. First, God blessed it. God blessed the Sabbath day, Genesis chapter two, verse two. In the Genesis story, there are three things that are blessed in creation. God's creating the world, God creates animals, and God blessed them. And God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply." God creates humans, male and female, and, and God bless them and says, be fruitful and multiply. God creates the Sabbath and God blesses the Sabbath. Isn't that interesting? Because God understood Sabbath has a way to recreate and multiply, to make us whole again. Sabbath. Sabbath is holy is the second thing we should recognize, which was probably a surprise to the original audience. Because when they said the the day is holy, they probably went, no, no, the temple is holy, the the mountain is holy, you go to holy places, you make pilgrimage to holiness, And, and God says, no, no, I come to you on the Sabbath. Holy is in your schedule. Wow, no shrine needed, no pilgrimage needed. It's the rhythm you and I are called to to actually live Sabbath. It's a, it's a command. Keep the Sabbath. It's kind of an odd command, isn't it? It's kind of like you be happy or you must drink a beer. I mean, it's like commanding hope. Keep the Sabbath. Wow. Think of this third thing. Sabbath is Resistance. It's resistance to the way of hurry, resistance to the world. In his book titled Sabbath as Resistance Scholar, Walter Brueggemann writes, in our contemporary context of the rat race of anxiety, the celebration of Sabbath is an act both of resistance and alternative. It is resistance because it's a visible insistence that our lives are not defined by the production and consumption of commodity goods. I mean, think about those who just escaped Egypt and they're getting the Ten Commandments. Those who were slaves in Egypt now getting the Ten Commandments. And one of the commandments is rest. When did slaves hear that? When did slaves hear, take a day off? When did slaves hear, take a day off and God will be present with you? When did slaves hear, look, the rhythm of God is concerned, not about what you're making, but that you just would be Just be, wow. So how do we practice Sabbath? Sabbath is blessed. Sabbath is holy. Sabbath is resistance. So let me give you some, this is our action step for today. We're gonna work on practicing Sabbath. And you've started, you're here. That's a part of Sabbath. So think of this, Sabbath is stop, Sabbath is rest, Sabbath is delight, Sabbath is worship. So you might have to set a day, this, is, this could be your day. You might say, well, Sunday's Sabbath. For Christians, Christians have pulled Sabbath into Sunday from, you know, in a Jewish world, it starts Friday night at sundown. You light a candle, you say a prayer, you pour a glass of wine, you say a blessing. In the Christian world, we pulled Sabbath into Sunday to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And so Sabbath for us, often begins with worship, but you might want to say, I, I want to add Sabbath into other parts of my week. It might be Thursday night, and you might sit at the table and say, I want, to, I want to take an hour of Sabbath. I want to light a candle so there's a beginning. I want to pray a blessing over my family, and that might be a text, or it might be a FaceTime. It may just be something you pronounce over those who are present. It may be I want want to lift a glass of wine in honor of God's presence here. It may be I want to turn off some things, my phone, my email. It may be beautiful music in the background. It may be some jam from the the 60s. It may be something, what is it that feeds your soul? It may be just looking at beauty. It may be reading. Take that time. Set a day, stop. Anita Amschwitz in a book called Soul Tending, A Journey to the Heart of Sabbath says this, the Sabbath imperative is to not accomplish, to not initiate anything, refuting the belief that you have to do something to be worthy. Instead, the original version of Sabbath calls us to cease doing something, acquiring things, making stuff, expecting returns. Instead, We are called to just be and to receive the Creator's good gifts, forgetting stifling restrictions. Instead, time is savored as a precious gift from God. Time for your body to stretch and your soul to relax. So the next piece of Sabbath is rest. What brings you rest? Um, A good Sunday nap is holy for me. My day starts early on Sunday. Some of you, it's holy for you, and you've started it now. That's (laughs) that's okay. That's all right. You know, rest is a spiritual practice. It really is. And getting rest. So it may mean, where is that place in your week where you say, I I am taking a nap? I I am going to rest. I'm going to let my body rest. Where does that take place? Delight. I love this part, feed your soul with beauty, with music, with reading, with scripture, with laughter, with prayer. And then last, make worship a priority. Worship, corporate worship for us is important. Gathering together, oh how we missed that last year when we couldn't be together. And As we figured out online worship, corporate worship is important because it's the one place we go in our world where regardless of our politics, regardless of our thoughts on any of the issues of our day, We come together with one voice and we are in one prayer with God's people, as God's people. Wow, we need that in our life. Now with these practices, one of the things we've done is I've gone to the YouTube channel, if you go there today, Cathedral of the Rockies YouTube, you will find there are a couple practice moments. Right There's one there for silence and solitude and there's one there for Sabbath. We'll add one next week as we continue to put these practices into our lives. We'll add add a little help for you as you go. They're about four or five minutes and just gives you some ideas how to integrate this into your life. What would it mean if Sabbath was part of our life? Pray with me. God, thanks for the privilege of worship today, the chance to celebrate new members, to come and be present, to sing your praise, to give our best, and here we are in this moment where we prepare to come to the table. Would you meet us here in this holy time? I'm reminded of the phrase, in the end, all will be Sabbath. May we learn together, Sabbath that can feed our souls. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.